0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Tez Podagogy podcast. I'm Zofia Liemptes, I'm the Deputy Features Editor here at Tez and with me today is Karen Gestetner. She worked as a solicitor before undertaking her master's degree in gender policy and inequalities at the London School of Economics where she wrote her dissertation on the field of gender in education. It was there that she became inspired to adjust the gendered stereotypes surrounding children from a young age. She is now the Chief Executive and Co-Founder of Lifting Limits. Hi, Karen.
1: Hello. Hi, Sophia. It's great to be here. Thank you for coming in.
0: So, uh, could you start off, please, with an explanation of what Lifting Limits is?
1: We're a social enterprise founded a couple of years ago, and our mission is to um, challenge gender stereotypes and promote gender equality in and through education and we do that through a whole-school approach. So it's very much based on evidence of what works, Um, and we use a whole-school approach to challenging gender stereotypes. Um, And and we work, it's it's an early intervention approach, so we address the issues in primary schools, at primary school level to head off the limiting effects of gender stereotypes on children before they can take hold. And um, we do it through a a whole-school package of training and resources uh, I can give you more details of that if you're, uh, later. Sure, thank you. Um,
0: so we were just talking before we started recording about how a lot of people don't re- often think that there are these gender stereotypes, especially in primary schools. But actually, your research
1: has found something quite different to that. Yes, um, and and the stereotypes are everywhere, and uh, and 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 we're not pointing the finger specifically at schools. Um, because schools, even the best schools, they're not immune from the influences in wider society. And these stereotypes are just ubiquitous in wider society. Um, and uh, even the best staff are not immune from the unconscious bias that we all have. So, uh, but but primary schools are a really powerful agenda, a, a very powerful forum in which to challenge gender norms and make sure that they don't become um, just perpetuated um, in, in the way that they all too often are. So that's that's why we work with primary schools, because the, the, those influences are, um, are, are repeated.
0: And can we talk about some of the perhaps quite subtle uh, gender biases that we might see in a primary school?
1: Yes. So some of the more subtle things uh, might be in language. Um, they might be very well-meaning. Mm-hmm. There's... there's Rarely any deliberate sexist intent um, in these things, so it might be what people think of as kind of positive stereotypes. So praising girls a lot on how they how they look. Don't you look pretty today? I love your dress. Oh, your hair is lovely today. Um, praising boys on being big and strong or brave. Um, so um, just just reinforcing those stereotypes, um, sometimes in quite a subtle way. Um, it might be in in who's taught in the curriculum and as we've been saying, the, um, that those, that that's reflective of, of who has, um, very often, of, of who's been most prominent in those fields, and, and um, there are reasons for that, including historic discrimination, but if, if children just um, see around them men, and usually white men, um, usually dead white men, in those, in those fields of um, science, in art, as historical figures, as composers and musicians, um, that, that's just who they, um, what they learn about the world around them and how the world is. Um, so sometimes these um, these things can be quite subtle, sometimes they can be less subtle, um, so man up, you cry like a girl, language that's banded around quite a bit in schools, as elsewhere. Absolutely, and so
0: in your research, what did you find in general, what's the general picture like in education in terms of, gender stereotypes
1: so really gender stereotypes are still they're still everywhere in, in primary schools we see them um, as I said kind of below the radar without any deliberate intent so in, in the curriculum um, in, in language in assumptions and that's, uh, that's, that's also possibly a more kind of um, subtle way in which they come out assumptions and expectations that staff make um, in schools and that, and that children make about each other as well so um, so for example, um, children we've spoken to say that um, they they pick up that staff expect the boys to be worse behaved and they might um, they might sanction boys as a group for the behaviour as a few of a few uh, they might give girls the benefit of the doubt more readily oh, I don't think you meant to do that for the same behaviours. Um, so children do pick up on those, um, those assumptions um, and um, that's 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 kind of built into how they think they're meant to behave as, as a boy or as a girl. And what are the symptoms
0: of gender equality in classrooms?
1: Um, so in, in classrooms you might um, see um, you might see it in behaviours. Um, so... I mean, for example, if you look at statistics around who's excluded in school, the, the permanent exclusion rate for boys is around three times higher than it is for girls. And in very many schools, that will be reflected in who gets into trouble in the playground. And it's reflected in, um, in achievements, especially in literacy with um, a 10 percentage point gap with girls outperforming boys in Key Stage 2 um, Sats this year. Um, th- that that continues at um, you see at GCSE level in English literature, girls outperforming boys by fifteen percent, um, and um, many of these outcomes link to gender stereotyping and the roles that girls are, that are expected of girls and, and boys. Um, and then at secondary level, you start to see it in um, in, in very gendered subject choices. Um, so, for example. Um, Girls account for only slightly less than 23% of physics A-level participants, and that's despite about 30 years of initiatives to try to increase the percentage of, of girls taking physics A-level. Um, boys make up only about 22% of English literature A-levels. Um, so some some very um, gender divisions there. And presumably... That's going to have massive knock on effects in terms of the careers that are available to these young people. Absolutely, absolutely. And you see that in, um, in, in segregation in the workplace, both, um, both kind of horizontally, so um, in, in different occupations. So, for example, less than 10% of engineering professionals in, in this country are female, um, only about 11% of registered nurses are male. Uh, you see it in um in um, ICT professionals, um, construction industry where only about twelve percent of workers in the construction industry are, are, are female. Um, and you also see it in um, in comf- uh, vertical segregation. So um so so where men are, um tend more to um to rise to the top of professions. You see it in 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 teaching. Um, where head teachers are, are disproportionately um male to, to the um, staff body. Um, you see it in um FTSE 350 companies where there are only 12 female CF um, CEOs in the in the whole of the FTSE 350. So some of those um, some of those outcomes can be traced back to um, to the subject choices um, that children have made and, and, and traced back even earlier to what's expected of them. So I mean we, we found in our baseline surveys Um, in in, as part of the pilot our service with with pupils uh, when asked about um, uh, when asked about what's hard or what's good about uh, being a boy or being a girl um, some of the expectations that came out there around being expected to be good at math so Mm -hmm. children are even aware from quite a young age that there are different expectations on them and in terms of the the sort of subtler less quantifiable things Mm -hmm. that you might see in a classroom what are those that teachers can be aware of so expectations on girls around their appearance mm-hmm. um, come out very strongly when you talk to children. Um, and um, they, they come out um, in, in questions about what's hard about being a girl or a woman, also what, about what's good about being a boy or a man. Children talk about um, not having to um, be so concerned about their appearance, not having to look, look after long hair. Um, expectations on boys not to show their emotions other than through anger. Um, and, and boys feeling judged if they cry, um, and and related to that, um, an expectation that nurturing roles are not for men and boys. Um, so um, you can see, for example, in attitudes towards um, towards a doll, we asked in our um, it, we asked children in our surveys, and, and that was um, we asked children to to, um, to allocate who certain toys and activities were for, um, and that was that the. the um, the particularly gendered activities there were football, um, and the doll, and that um, that that um, expectation that um, that nurturing roles and, and playing with the doll and looking after the doll were very much for girls. But those attitudes can change. So, um, for example, in, in relation to in relation to the doll, uh, we asked children um, if 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 these toys or activities were for girls or for boys or for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the start of the pilot um, in in the early years, um, we had 37% of children saying that the the doll was for everyone, vast majority saying it was for girls. Um, And and that went up to 59% um, by the end of the survey. Um, In Key Stage 2, there was um, an even even bigger jump. So in Key Stage 2, at the um, start of the pilot, um, about thirty percent of um, of children said that the doll was for everyone. Um, at the end of the pilot, that had pretty much doubled to fifty nine percent. So, starting to see that um, that 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 um, possibly um, these things can be opened up. Mm. So, and another important, um less quantifiable symptom is well being. Mm. So, the uh, the Good Childhood Report from last year from the Children's Society found that children whose friendship groups Emphasised traditional gender stereotypes such as boys being tough and girls dressing in a certain way had lower subjective well-being, Um, and they found that traditional gender stereotypes are still common and and are harmful to children's well-being. So that's one of the things that's that's really much less easy to spot or to quantify, but it's it's very much there. That makes a huge amount of sense.
0: And if we could come on now to talk about the pilot, um, could you explain how it got started, how long it ran for? And what it looked like in the schools you were working in.
1: Yeah, so we it was very important to us from the outset to test what we thought was going to work. So we um, we developed a program. It's based on evidence um, on evidence of what works, um, and it was it was very important that it be a whole school approach, looking at um, the ethos, um, the curriculum, the routines, the practices of the school, because we we knew from experience we'd done workshops with children um, in schools, we've done um, presentations with staff on a more ad hoc basis and, and, and you can do a great workshop with kids, they can come out enthused about um, gender stereotyping and then that messaging is completely undermined elsewhere in the school environment um, when they see all male um, science groups name, all named after men or their PE teacher tells them to man up. So um, the whole school approach was, was really critical and so we d- developed a, um, a, a whole package of training and resources. And the, the, so the pilot, um, the pilot started in, we ran it in five schools, all in the London borough of Camden. And um, it started with the school choosing a gender champion who was going to lead the project and, um, and, and, and kind of bring on board their colleagues and, and help to um, share the resources throughout the year. Just to check, these are all primary schools? They're all primary schools, yeah. Um, We then did a gender audit in each of the schools to to see what the starting points were and where there were particular issues. And they showed up really similar things across the schools. So um, books, very gendered um, in terms of the roles that are shown in children's books, um, boys having adventures, mothers at home making tea, um, in terms of who's taking risks. Um, and and um, who has speaking parts, and that's reflective of um, of research that's out there. Um, for example, from the observer, um, looking at um, looking at roles in um, in children's literature, mm. uh, we saw that very much reflected, which is unsurprising because the books in school are reflective of what's in wider society. Um, and they're very often donated, mm. and um, but but even in reading scheme books. Um, you still see examples of um, a fireman putting up a ladder for dad to climb. Um, you, you see um, lots of those things, which are gendered, from the more subtle to the to the kind of more obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, gendered language came out and when we talked to staff in all the pilot schools at the outset they were very keen to have some kind of guidance through the um the kind of minefield of gendered language so we developed a language guide in response to that um gender play um, especially um, especially in younger children and especially around football mm-hmm. um so um, we we developed the program. Um, we then started with an inset session in each of the schools, and the idea of that was to start staff reflecting on um, on what might be in their school that they're not noticing, to help them to recognise that those stereotypes, and then to give them the the tools and the resources to be able to challenge them. And we were very mindful when we when we developed the the resources and the program of. Of not adding to teacher workload, so the um, resources. So, uh, for example, we've got a lesson plan for each of twelve curriculum subjects, from each of um, for each of years one through to six. There are separate resources, um, separate lessons for the um, early years. that are um, kind of tailored to that um, early years curriculum. Um, And and, um, each of the lessons um, identifies the national curriculum objectives that Mm -hmm. it's designed to meet alongside gender equality objectives, and and we provide um, teachers with what they need to teach that lesson. So it might be a PowerPoint, it might be a profile of somebody who's taught, or or worksheets to go with that. Um, So that was was quite an important part of it, was, Mm -hmm. was, was thinking about what was going to make it as easy as possible for teachers to actually use the resources. Um, and then, alongside the lessons, there are discussion cards and language guides and assembly resources and things. So, really, to um, to, to to help the school address it from from every angle. Mm. Um, and then we also ran uh, workshops for parents and carers throughout the year, um, two workshops in each of the schools.
0: Amazing. And how did parents react? Because I mean, it could be seen as almost a bit of a criticism of them is that these kids are picking up these messages from home. Mm. Um, yeah, I imagine some parents might not take too kindly, but how did you yes. find you got on
1: with them? Um, generally, very positively, um, very little, um, very little um, concern from parents, I would say, um, although obviously the parents who come along to those workshops are self-selecting to some right. extent. Um, but we found generally really high level of interest, real openness to being able to address the issues and talk about some kind of practical strategies for addressing the issues. And you know, a lot of parents are, are already aware of the issues, but, but it's, they're, they're, they're very hard to, um, to address. So sometimes you actually have to, you have to try quite hard to find clothes or books mm. or toys that are um, not conforming yeah. so much to these stereotypes. Um, and uh, the other thing to point out is that our our program is as about it's about freeing boys as much as freeing girls from the limiting effects of stereotypes, and that was something that was that was understandably very important to to parents to understand that, um, and, and and once we um, you know once once parents could see that we were about all children, it wasn't about girls winning at the expense of boys in any way. That was, uh, I think, was very reassuring to them. And how about the response from teachers
0: and school leaders? I mean, again, I imagine it's fairly self-selecting because they've agreed to take part in the pilot. Uh,
1: but what was their initial response? Yes. I mean, self-selecting at, at senior leadership mm. level, um, obviously kind of less so at, at um, throughout the staff body where they haven't been given a choice about yeah. about participating. And so um, that was really important to bring all staff on board and, and to ask for all staff to be at the inset. Um, and um, generally really positive. Um, we heard from a couple of schools that they, they had um, some staff who needed to be, brought, um, to, to be brought more on board, and schools had like, different strategies for doing that. Um, one school, for example, they had a group of um, teaching assistants that were... Um, uh, less convinced of the need for this, um, and, and the gender champion in that school um, involved them in, in setting up um, displays using some of our resources um, around um, female historical figures, um, and, and, and found found ways to kind of engage engage staff who were perhaps less on board to start with, and to bring them on board. But generally, uh, schools were, were um, staff were very receptive.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And I just remember uh, because I used to be a teacher, and I remember an assembly was given once about swearing. And the re- it was a, a middle leader at the school as well, a really lovely guy. But the assembly was, uh, you shouldn't swear; it's rude, and especially not if you're a young lady. And we were me and the other female teachers were just cringing at the back of the room, like, oh my god. Yes. Uh, but it didn't come from any malice whatsoever. It was just that was his understanding of
1: yes. the world. Yes, yes, and um, that's still there yeah that, that attitude is,
0: is is still there yeah I mean I, I'm interested. I don't know how far anybody's sort of studied this at this level before, but it does feel societally like we're moving towards a much more egalitarian place with gender. But like in your research, did anything come up about how attitudes have already begun
1: to change? I think in some ways um but but I think there's still a lot that's that's possibly kind of buried a little bit deeper, mm. so for example, i mean one one might think that um you know people are people are sometimes quite shocked to hear that that sexual harassment is still so prolific in schools, mm. but if you look at the research from um twenty sixteen from the Women and Equalities Committee on um, sexual harassment and sexual violence in schools, or you look at the um, 2018 report from um, the NEU and UK Feminista, um, it's just everywhere on sexism in schools. Um, some really very shocking, um, some really shocking statistics there for what still still does happen in schools. So for example, the, the, the it's just everywhere report um, found 34% of primary school teachers witness gender stereotyping on at least a weekly basis. Um, um, a, about um, over a third, 37% of female students at mixed-sex schools have personally experienced some form of sexual harassment at school. And even at primary level, 17% of primary school teachers have witnessed sexual harassment in school. And um, We're talking about between pupils. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and often um, not really knowing um, how to deal with it, or or quite when it should be dealt with. So what to ignore and and, and what to um, and what to escalate. Um, so it might be it might be skirt lifting or bra pinging or um, or, or comments of a sexual nature. Um, but the, but these things do, despite advances, they're they're still there in the schools. Okay, so onto the happier side
0: of what does the gender stereotype free classroom look like in practice?
1: Well, um, I suppose the first thing to say is I'll tell you when I see one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but, but maybe more optimistically, um, it, it's one where what children um, see and hear and experience represents a, a range of roles mm. for, for boys and men and for girls and women. And, and one where um, the absence of gender stereotypes mean that children are not hearing language, or it set, sets up expectations of how they'll behave or how they look. Um, children are not praised for different attributes, so girls for being pretty and for how they look, boys for being strong. Um, um, we don't hear expressions like man up or like a girl as an insult mm-hmm. ever, um, where children don't police each other, so, um, so, 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 um, where you don't hear children saying to other children, "That's a boy's game," or "You can't dress up in that; you're a girl," um, where um, children are learning about a diverse range of people across all areas of the curriculum, um, where women's contributions are visible alongside those of men, um, and. and and the books we were talking about before, so one where, where books show a really wide range of models, of, 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 um, of, of roles, models for children about um, who they can be, what they can aspire to. Um, and of course, gender stereotyping needs to be challenged outside the classroom um, in parallel. Um, you know, I mean that, that, and that's happening through great work of organisations like Let Toys Be Toys, mm. um, but, but it's really important that those things go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, just for anybody who
1: doesn't know, could you explain what Let Toys Be Toys is? Um, they're, they're an organisation which, um, which, which highlights, um, particularly around Toys, but uh, around books and, and, and other areas as well, where, um, where um, toys are marketed um, and sold differently to girls and to boys. So, um, you know, the pink aisle and the blue aisle, mm-hmm. um, toys that are... Um, and, and they've had um, really good impact over the last um, few years. In in getting stores to take down their aisle signs in their aisles for girls and for boys, but still a lot of work to be done. Mm.
0: Um, So, in terms of the pilot, that ran for one academic school year. What did you find? So,
1: um, I've talked a little bit about the gender audits at the the outset, which which showed um, kind of where schools were at the beginning. And um, we also um, the, extern- the the pilot was externally evaluated, so the evaluator gathered um, data from um, from interviews and from um, surveys of staff and pupils, um, and and found quite a gendered picture, um, and interestingly, um, especially amongst early years children. So um, the that, that was um, that was at the outset. Um, encouraging, we saw um, we saw really positive. Movement um, during the course of the year and and actually um really relatively quickly in terms of staff thinking so uh, we we were in a um, we were in a playground in one of our pilot schools uh, just a couple of weeks after the inset session um, and, uh, and and teaching assistant stopped us on the way out and said. I've been thinking about what you said and 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 can I still say this to the children? And what about that? I've been thinking about the language I use with children. And that's really, yeah. that's really the process that that we were aiming to um, to get started um, from the very outset. so that that really starts to happen very quickly, um, that reflection. Um, and, and then of course, that that's what feeds through to the um to the children. So um overall, the, the kind of um, headline I suppose from the um, from the findings was the effectiveness effectiveness of this approach in disrupting these limiting gender norms um, and um, so in terms of staff we started to see increased staff awareness um, of the issues um, increased confidence in addressing sexism and stereotyping with pupils and with colleagues and with parents and that was across um, eight indicators of, of, of confidence um, Notable increase there, um, increases in staff feeling like they had the tools to be mm-hmm. able to um, to address sexism and, and stereotyping, um, and and an increased self reflection. So feeding into changes in practice. So um, so at the end of the pilot, um, half of staff um, said that they now reflect a lot on the messages they give children about what they can do, um, with with a further forty six percent reflecting to some extent. So quite a um, a shift there in reflection and we started to see that in the um, in the in the closing audit we did in the schools we could start to see that feeding through to curriculum um, feeding through to what's on the walls around school um, and um, and that was that was really encouraging so um, staff feeling that they can actually do something about it mm. um, and in children, um, starting to see some changes in attitudes, um, greater awareness and acceptance of a more diverse range of roles and possibilities for women and girls and for men and boys, um, and, and particular opportunities to intervene um, at, the, at the early years stage before these attitudes have really become much harder to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and the evidence shows that these attitudes become harder to shift around the age of seven or eight, yeah. so really important to, to, to get in there... Um, to get in there young, so a, a range of um, toys, activities, and occupations um, that, that children see as being for everyone rather than just for boys or for girls, um, and, and an increase, seventy five percent increase, and in then a number of key stage two boys who could envisage that they could be a teacher. So, um, personal aspirations, some some shifts as to what children could envisage, um, and. Um, 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 and increases um, kind of impact on their critical thinking Mm -hmm. as well Um, that was that was very encouraged very encouraging children's ability to actually think critically about stereotypes to recognize them and and to articulate um, what's wrong with them rather than just a general feeling of maybe that's not fair Mm -hmm. Um, um, and um, and and also relationships some um, reported um, improvements in relationships girls and boys playing together more um, and treating each other better um, and, and um, across, um, across the kind of the whole school um, which is what we're aiming for is, is kind of introducing um, a gender lens so that gender equality is now just more part of the conversation it's um, more present in, in staff forums, in, in planning, um, in, in ethos, in putting together curriculum maps and so forth. Um, and, um, and, and then um, finally um, for parents and carers so of those who attended, um, attended the workshops we ran there um, feeling more empowered to, um, to talk about gender stereotyping with their children and, and um, having some kind of practical strategies for doing that. That's really great and what were the key pieces of research that influenced Lifting Limits? Well gender stereotypes are implicated in a, in a range of unequal outcomes in, in, in schools and across society mm-hmm. and research from quite a wide range of areas points to the need for early intervention through a whole school approach. So for example um, when it comes to gendered subject participation, the Institute of Physics have, have done about 10 years of work around this um, subject culminating in the um, improving gender balance um, report. So um, looking at um, a, a, what works to um, increase participation of in girls in physics and how that actually um, works across a, a range of the more gendered subjects on, on both sides um, to improve participation. Um, the, um, the Aspires uh, longitudinal study that came out of King's College um, also looked at, um, at the need for a whole school approach to address gender stereotyping from, from a younger age. Um, and um, I think I've already referred to sexual harassment and sexual violence in schools, the Women and Inequalities Committee report from 2016 and into um, sexual harassment and sexual violence in schools, um, and the It's Just Everywhere report from the NEU and UK Feminista. Um, there was also a, um, a, a, a project in 2009 um, run by the Department for Children, Families and Schools as it then was, um, called the Gender Agenda, and some really um, interesting um, findings that came out of that, especially around boys' literacy achievement and how um, a, how a, a whole-school approach to, um, to to challenging gendered um, gender norms can um, can bear fruit there. Um, and 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 finally, I'd say on on well-being, um, the Good Childhood Report from the Children's Society, um, pointing to the harmful um, harmful effects of gender stereotyping on children's well-being.
0: And in terms of the the future plans for lifting limits, what's your next step?
1: Well, we'd like to see this work in every English primary school, mm. um, and we'd like to see schools um, supported in this work by, by everyone who plays a part in the content and the quality and the delivery of children's education. Um, and, um, and our report makes a range of recommendations um, for government, for Ofsted and for the middle tier and and, and teacher training providers as well as schools Um, and and we'd like to see those implemented so that gender stereotypes are systematically addressed throughout the education system. Um, More specifically we'd like to be able to expand our offer to schools um, to be able to work outside London um, for which we need funding um, and, and to increase our capacity. Um, we'd like to work with middle-tier organisations, with, with um, multi-academy trusts and local authorities, and with private school chains and with any other um, uh, bodies which um, have a network of schools to disseminate the programme through their networks of schools. Um, and, um, and, and also to start to think about gender equality hubs or clusters through which schools can support each other um, in this work and, and, and share good practice. That's
0: great. And finally, uh, for any teachers who are listening to this, who are looking for useful things that they can implement just in their classroom, obviously you say it, it, we want a whole school level ideally, but on a sort of individual teacher basis, what are some useful takeaways that they could have?
1: Um, that, um, that that you can make a difference, mm-hmm. you have a really important role to play, um, and um, you, can, um, you, you can bring a gender lens to your own practice. Um, and to just um, reflect on um, who is taught in the curriculum, what the books are, what messages children might be picking up um, in your classroom, um, and, um, and and in the playground as well. Um, so, so I so I would say it, it it can feel like it can feel like too big um too big an issue to tackle on your own. But I would say that um, you have a really important role to play, and you can you can start somewhere. Uh, you don't have to do it all at once.
0: Wonderful. Thank you ever so much, Karen. Um, and thank you everybody for listening. We will be back next time.
1: Audi de vos rêves se trouve déjà près de chez vous. Choisissez le modèle qui vous fait rêver et profitez-en immédiatement. Audi s'engage aujourd'hui à vos côtés avec Audi pour vous. Un ensemble d'offres et de services pour vous aider à mieux repartir. En ce moment, jusqu'à 6 mois de loyer vous sont offerts sur une sélection de modèles disponibles en stock. Découvrez l'ensemble de nos engagements Audi pour vous sur Audi.fr.
0: Offre jusqu'à 6 mois de loyer suivant le premier versement offert. Offre LLD à particulier jusqu'au 30 juin 2020 sur 37 mois et 25 000 km par an maximum sur une sélection de véhicules en stock et si acceptation par Volkswagen Bank. Détails sur Audi.fr.